I think it's my turn. So, um, with this COVID thing, I'm, um, I'm reminded of a story of a Midwest pastor and a country church. And can we turn this down a little bit? And uh, so, it, one Sunday morning, and it, was a, it was just a blizzard in this Midwest little country church, and um, the pastor made his way to the church, got the doors unlocked, got the lights on, got the furnace going, and, um, and, and when about the time worship was to happen, one old farmer showed up. And the pastor looked at the farmer and he said, well, Joe, he said, uh, since you're the only one here and it's a stormy day, let's just, let's just call off service and go home. And the farmer kind of frowned a little bit. He says, uh, well, pastor, you know, when I go out to feed the cows and only one cow shows up, I still feed him. Pastor kind of thought for a moment, and so the pastor gets thinks, "All right, that's that's true," and so he leads Joe in all the songs, does all the prayers, takes the offering, preaches. I mean, he preached. He preached for a good forty-five minutes, and uh, and then said the benediction, and went and then went to the back of the church to shake Joe's hand. Joe comes to the pastor and shakes his hand and he says, you know, you know, pastor, when I go out to feed the cows and only one cow shows up, I don't dump the whole load on him. <laughs> so, so welcome to worship. Uh, yes, COVID is a strange thing. And um, it has, uh, has sort of put us all in a whole different place. But hopefully, um, God's spirit and God's grace, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get a little food this morning and uh, understand what God has for us. Um, and the passage of scripture that I want to just read and highlight is in Matthew, and it's part of the Beatitudes. And you know, the Beatitudes, uh, Jesus' uh, Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus is preaching, and, and, he, and he teaches the blesseds. And, uh, and, and so, you know, so blessed are the poor, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those of meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then he gets down, and one little passage here I just want to focus on this morning, and maybe you already picked it up from the songs, but it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed 
are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, over in Mark, uh, Mark picks this whole idea up, and uh, Mark puts these passages in a little bit of different juxtaposition. He, he, on the Sermon on the Mount, and in, in, Jesus gives the Sermon on the Mount, and, and uh, there's a lot of people there, and the disciples say to Jesus, hey, send these people home. It's, it's late, they're hungry. My goodness, if they don't get something to eat, they're going to faint. And, um, and so, as you know the story, uh, Jesus says, well, do we have any food? And they say, yeah, this little kid here, he's got a loaf of bread and, and five little fish. And Jesus says, bring it to me. And Jesus feeds the 5,000 people by breaking and breaking and passing the food out, right? And Mark then relays the story of the disciples, that the disciples get in the boat and they start grumbling that they don't have anything to eat. And I, I'm sure Jesus just kind of went like, oh, didn't you, didn't you just see what happened? Don't you get it? And, 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 and so then, then what Jesus does, or what Mark does in this passage, is he then tells the story of the, of the blind person that some friends brought to Jesus. And, and Jesus, they say, Jesus, please heal this blind person. And, and, um, and so Jesus touches the blind person, blind man, and, and he says, can you see? And he says, yeah, but I see people. They're walking around. They look like trees. And so Jesus, Jesus touches his eyes again a second time. And he says, now can you see? And he says, yes, I can see all things clearly. Now, Mark juxtaposes those two passages of Scripture. The disciples who are with Jesus and the blind person. And the disciples don't see what Jesus just did. They didn't perceive the reality that God was in their presence doing amazing things. And, and so Mark then kind of almost a, a parody on himself because he was one of those disciples. says, and then Jesus touches the blind man and he could see what? All things, all things clearly. What did he see? He saw Jesus as the Messiah. He saw Jesus as his, the presence of the living God in their midst. So let's talk about that a little bit. How many of you? have had a, a physiology class. Back in your day, come on, all of you, most all of you, even to get out of, I mean, I had it in junior college, even to get out of junior college, I had to have a physiology class, right? And I can remember the little bit that I do remember back that far. 
physiology and the study of the eye. Have you ever looked very closely at what the eye is? It is a phenomenal organ in your body. My wife is having eye problems right now, and uh, we've been down to the, the UCLA Stein uh, department, which is an eye, it's not a clinic, but an eye study department of UCLA. And men and women, I, I don't know if you've had trouble with your eyes or, or you've, you've been around the study of the eye, but, but what it does is so remarkable. You, you have what are called rods and cones in your eye that, that sense light and darkness and, and they pick up images. And so you walk out of here this morning and you go over and you have coffee and you see somebody and can you imagine what your eye does? It distinguishes you from you. It's phenomenal. And then if the synapses are working in your brain, you can say to that person, good morning, and call them by name. It's remarkable what your eye does. It, your eye has little fingers all the way around it, top and bottom, so that when you blink, when you blink, do you know what happens? Blink your eyes. Go ahead. Blink your eyes a little bit. What do you feel? You feel moisture because all those little fingers, top and bottom of your eye, they get squeezed a little bit and they squeeze moisture into your eye. You cannot have those things malfunction because you cannot see with a dry eye. It's amazing. And then, and then within your eye, you have a valve in there that allows just so much moisture. If that valve didn't work right, if those little tubes didn't drain the moisture that you blink into your eye, you would start tearing down your face. If you get too much moisture, what happens? The tears run down your face. That the tube in there, and my wife, they actually take and put a little tiny, teeny plug in those tubes so her eyes don't drain all the good stuff away because she has dry eye and those little, those little things that, that have the moisture in them, if they, if they don't work just right, then your eye becomes dry. And when your eye becomes dry, then it doesn't work right. It is a phenomenal thing. Have you ever thought about how much language there is out there about seeing? Oh. Oh, now, now I see, now I know. What, what? Because you see, you know? Well, because the eye translates information into your brain, and your brain takes it and processes it, and so then you know. We've been singing a song here the last month and a half, two months, that, that you sing over and over and over again. See the star in the sky that takes the, the wise men to Bethlehem. Do you see what I see? A star shining in the night. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. 
When was the last time you went outside at night and looked up on a clear night? The song, do, do you see what I see? A star, a star. And they kind of go like, what, what, what is that about? Of course there's thousands of stars up there. Because what we see is interpreted by our heart. And what's in our heart is interpreted with what we see. You see something, and I see something, and we talk about it, and of course, in the political arena today, we see it very differently. It's amazing, isn't it? What, what did you see? I, I didn't. What, what? You see that? Did you see that? Yeah. I saw it. But did you see the same thing I saw? Because you describe it very differently than what I saw. What's in our heart affects what we see. Did you see what I see? The wise men saw a star, and because of what was in their heart and in their mind, it led them to what? What did it lead them to? Come on, everybody. Wake up. What? Bethlehem. Bethlehem and baby Jesus, the Messiah. What my eyes lead me to and what your eyes lead us to could be two different things. What's in our heart affects what we see, and what we see affects what's in our heart. The star led the wise men to Bethlehem. What you see can lead you to the Messiah if you open up your eyes and believe what God is trying to say to you, your eyes and what you perceive is phenomenal. Do you see what I see? A star, a star shining in the night. And so John, so Luke, wants you, wants me to understand the importance of seeing what's around us from God's perspective. How do you open your eyes to see? Little passage of scripture we read in Matthew, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. So you say, hey, wait, hey, wait a minute. Who's pure in heart anyway? Even, even Romans says, there is none righteous, no, not one. So who sees God? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God in his presence in our midst. My eyes often don't see God's presence in our midst. I tend at times to see all the bad things that are going on. I don't know about you. So what, what's, what's going on here? What is, what is, this, what is this process that, that the scripture is talking about to open up my eyes so that I can see God's presence in our midst? God says he's present with us. When we say yes to Jesus, 
in our life, the scripture says he will be present in our being. So what does that mean? Does that mean that why, why don't we see God in our midst? If the scripture says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, but Paul says in Romans, there is an unrighteous, no, not one. What's going on here? Why? There's a song that we sing sometimes that goes something like uh, standing on the promises of God. And on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And then the fourth verse of that song says, clothed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before his throne. On then it goes on in the, re, in the refrain, on Christ the solid rock I stand. Clothed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before his throne. This is, this is Dan Stevens. It, it, that's me, just in case you don't know. Is he perfect? In case you don't know, no, he's not. Ha, has he sinned? Just in case you want to know, yes, he has. So is he perfect? No, in no way. This is Jesus Christ. Is Jesus Christ perfect? We are told that Christ was perfect because he was God incarnate in our midst. And so God sees him as perfect. When I say yes to Jesus Christ, the scriptures say that Christ covers me up. He clothes me in his righteousness so that God sees me as righteous. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall, say it, see God. So when I am covered with Jesus Christ, my eyes are open so that I can see the presence of God's activity in my midst. Wow, that has to be encouraging. That has to be an exciting thing to have happen, especially today with COVID and all the other stuff going on in our midst. I want to see Christ. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you high and lifted up. I want to see you active in my life. I want to see you active in other people's lives. I want to see you. I want to see you, Jesus, because it's a bad day. And if you, like me, are getting older, I hope you are. It would be terrible if you weren't. Life tends to have its problems no matter what age we're at, right? If we're young, we have problems with our parents. If we're in the teenage years, we have problems with our dating. If we're in our young married life, we're trying to adjust to marriage and little kids. Life is not an easy adventure. You guys are experiencing COVID at the, at the retirement center. We all have 
the issues of life. And it depends upon how we see it, right? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you in our midst. I want to see you high and lifted up. I want to see what you're doing, God. Not what evil's doing, not what the pandemic's doing, not what the Democrats or the Republicans are doing. I want to see the kingdom of God. We pray, we pray often Sunday morning, right? Sometimes even during the week, it's amazing. Um, the, thy, the, thy Father, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What's the second line? Thy come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Listen to that. We pray it. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And yet, I often walk out and live as if there is no kingdom of God. As if God didn't exist. Wait, wait. And so that's why I think Mark juxtaposes those two passages of Scripture. They see God active, breaking bread, feeding 5,000 people, and then they get in the boat and they grumble about not having any bread. And then they get off the boat and, and Jesus, Jesus heals the blind person and, and Mark is saying, and he could see all things clearly. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, that I can see clearly the kingdom of God that I pray about on Sunday morning in my midst. That I can see what God is doing, that I can see God touching people's lives, that I can see God's activity in and around me that's going on, even if I can't see it, even if my eyes are closed. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. The blind man says, touch me, Jesus. And the first time Jesus touches him, he sees people as trees walking around. And, and so Jesus touches him a second time. And he says, such a beautiful phrase. I hope it sticks in your brain. And he could see all things clearly. May God, in his graciousness, open the eyes of your heart, my heart, that we can see all things clearly. What God is about in his kingdom process and get on board with it. Because if we don't, life becomes very heavy. If we don't see God, if we don't see the kingdom of God active in our midst, what do you see? We can fill our hearts and minds with all kinds of things through this little portal that we have right here which drags our heart down. Open the eyes of my heart that I might see you, Jesus, and I might see you high and lifted up, that I might see you active, 
in my relationship with my spouse or my parents, with my teachers at school, I might see you and who you are and what you're about. And then, God, help me get in step with what you're doing in and around me in our life. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Let's pray. Hey, Jesus, you say you'll meet us. You'll say you'll enter into our life. You say you'll cover us up with your righteousness. Jesus, we pray this morning that you would open the eyes of our heart, that we might see you, that we might see your activity in our life, that we might see your activity in the life of those around us, that we might see you as our Redeemer, our Lord, and our Savior, and active in our life and in the life of those around us. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you for who you are. In Christ's holy name, amen.